0: Now, Three, two, one, go! What's up? Welcome to episode 40 of the Cool Down Time podcast, a horrendously good weekly show about gaming's best and bootiest. As always, I'm your graphically impressive host, Marco. And joining me, as always, is my co host, longtime friend, king of podcast co op, out here drop kicking zombies in the forehead. We got Pablo Mm -hmm. in the house. What's going on, man?
1: I uh, am looking forward to the conversations that we'll have today, uh, but I'm also eagerly anticipating and waiting to go back to kick some dead zombies right in the throat. Oh, yeah. Throat kicks are.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a good time. And we're going to stay human. While we're doing it, too. uh, I'm
1: going to try. I think I lost that a long time
0: ago. (laughs) My humanity. This ain't wrong. This is not wrong. Uh, (laughs) Great episode uh, in store for all of you. If you are a new listener, thanks for giving us a try. If you're a returning listener, we appreciate you. A little bit of a different format with this episode compared to our usual. Uh, Normally, we have a checkpoint chat topic, which is typically our main event of the show. Uh, But it was a pretty news-heavy week. Uh, that we have a lot of stuff to get caught up on. Uh, So normally we only have like three news items in our Hit Points segment. Uh, This time around we got nine of them hoes. So... uh... So we're going to have to go ahead and, uh, and, and unpack a lot of different stories, including the big one uh, that we missed out on in uh, the last podcast cycle, which was uh, the Sony acquisition of Bungie, uh, which we will definitely be unpacking in a big way in this episode. Plus some other stuff from Sony, um, some rumors, some announcements, some confirmations and uh, some sales records as well. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for our thoughts on that for our extended Hit Points segment. And of course, as we kind of alluded to in the intro there, uh, we've been playing a game called Dying Light 2, Stay Human, and we're going to talk about it, so uh, we're definitely going to share our first impressions of our experience with that game so far, and whether or not it lives up to some of the expectations, or if it matches the uh, the open critic average that's out right now, um, which is on the little bit of low side there. But uh, we'll talk about all that when we uh, get started here, but before we get into the episode, want to give some special shout-outs to some followers of the week. We have Nelly Swint. Positron Brain and Simon S.W.E., thank you all three of you for your support, for showing us some love on our social media, liking our posts, making us feel good about ourselves. We appreciate you all and thank you very much. So uh, and hopefully you're you're listening to this, too, so you can hear how much we care about you Uh, for the rest of you. If you like what you hear, give our podcast a sub. We upload new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all your favorite streaming apps Plus, you can keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram at CooldownTimePodcast or Twitter at CooldownTimePod to stay connected with your boys. So that being said, Pablo, let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's get started with loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right. Now, as promised, uh, we have been playing Dying Light 2 Stay Human Uh, We're still playing other stuff, by the way. We're still playing Pokemon. We're still dabbling in Rainbow Six with uh, what time we have to play some games this week. But uh, main event of this uh, of this segment is definitely going to be Dying Light, too. Um, You know, Pablo, I I don't remember if I ever really like asked you about this, but um, what kind of where are you at with like the Dying Light series in general? Were you a big fan coming into this game? Did you play a lot of the first one? Like where where was your kind of like what was your heat check uh, coming into this game?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember uh, being particularly uh, like fond of the first one. Like when it came out, like I, I remember playing it, and it was kind of a surprise in terms of how uh, the opening of the game and the parkour aspect of it all. But I, I think I fell off of it pretty hard. Yeah, same. Uh, it just was. It just one of those games that I. For whatever reason, it just didn't click with me beyond a couple of hours. Yeah, uh, but you know, so I really couldn't say whether or not it was a game that would have stuck with me. Uh, I thought about going back, but with Dying Light two looming for the last year, I was like, I'll just wait. Uh, but yeah, that that my my experience with the first game is not really a fan. Not because it was bad, it's just a game that I fell off of. Yeah, yeah.
0: I gotta say, it's kind of the same for me. I never connected with it too much. I never had an issue with the game, honestly. I just thought it mm-hmm. was... It's it's very unique. I think probably my biggest problem with it was... First-person melee combat, I've talked about it many times on the show, it's just not for me most of the time, so I thought the parkour stuff was pretty interesting, but it just, you know, having to, you know, swing around a a hammer in first-person or whatever it is just never really sounded great to me, so... I never really liked it myself, but um, yeah. you know, I, I I still was like you said, I, I was I was interested in Dying Light too because I was hoping, if anything, you know, I might not go back to the first game again, but maybe the second game will just be a, a better version of the first thing, you know.
1: Yeah, and and I am a fan of of um, Dead Island, the first Dead Island game, not Rip I've never played uh, it. Dead, uh,
0: never yeah. played it. So
1: I am a fan of that. So I I you know I. My interest in Dying Light 1 came from, from that, but, you know, it just, it it was really different from, uh, from Dead Island. So it never was, for me, I think it might have been almost like, oh, this isn't Dead Island kind of thing. Uh, I do remember very vividly the kind of, uh, crescendo it had with the with public opinion, how it was reviewed kind of poorly. I think it's in the 60s, high 60s, or maybe low 70s, if I'm not mistaken. It was bad. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah, and then suddenly I remember, like, this uptick uh, of people really praising the game. And when I played it, I, I've never particularly felt one way or the other about it. So that was interesting to see. And, and I was happy for it because uh, of, of how di- of how Dead Island uh, was a surprise for me of a game when it came out. And how much I really was uh, wanted to play that. Which, you know, I, I think they stopped. Or they never even... They might have canceled Dead Island 2 and gave it to somebody else to develop. Which, supposedly, is still in development. Uh, but yeah.
0: yeah, I never really followed Dead Island. Honestly, I remember the trailer was really, really cool. It was one oh, of those like yeah, really yeah. like emotional kind of trailers or whatever. And then the game came out, and it turned out to be kind of silly and and almost like a Saints Row of like zombie apocalypse. Yeah,
1: yeah. It- yeah, it was silly. It was cool, but it was definitely silly. One of the things that I really liked was the setting was like at a d- deserted uh resort, you know, island resort, mm. which is a really cool setting. And the, the second trailer was actually more of, of indicative of what the game was because they had that one guy singing, Who Do You Voodoo? Uh, which was like a big thing. And then, if, as a matter of fact, in this game, when you fire it up, about five minutes in, you see the record player, the hoodoo, yep, Voodoo record. I going to say. So it's a nice yeah, little a, Easter uh, egg there.
0: It looks like the original Dying Light's Metacritic was 74, um, yeah. and Dead Island's was 71. So yeah, neither one were particularly like universally yeah. adored. So I think this game kind of, you know, the sequel of Dying Light had a, had a pretty tall order, I guess, with, you know, how do you capitalize on that, what you said, like over, over the years, the the consensus about the game kind of changed as they patched it and added more content to it and supported it really, really well into its its life. I mean, all the way up until I think like last year, uh, with yeah, with some expansion yeah. content. Um They had kind of a, a tough hill to climb though, to kind of uh start with a better first impression than what they did with the original game. Um I I I wanna kick it over to you first and just kind of get your your Early thoughts about what are some of the, this game's biggest strengths um, in your opinion so far?
1: Yeah, um, before I do, I want to ask you a question. What are you playing it on? Are you playing it on uh, performance, quality, or resolution? Uh, performance,
0: yeah. 60 frames yeah. all the way. I, I compared it with like the quality mode and the resolution mode. And honestly, the difference... Uh, the ray tracing in that game is not particularly the the, the greatest thing ever. So it doesn't look radically yeah, different yeah. than the non-ray trace version in the performance mode. So uh, yeah, I'll take the frames over, over the quality mode any yeah, day. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, so one of the things about uh, Dying Light 2, I, I think that, like you said, had a tall order uh, to to basically do what people were expecting it to do. And, and one of the things is that they really dug themselves into a, a hole with all the promises they made. Uh, I tweeted about how this game started off with, your choices will change the world and its inhabitants to punch zombie in the face and have fun. Like, it, two drastically different kind of... Um, ways of going about like presenting the game and it's okay because the latter part of that is is it's a it was delivering here is a super fun and 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 really interesting game like for example first and foremost the parkour feels great um i think that it does get a little getting used to but once you kind of get used to it it's absolutely amazing um uh world design is really good um i think the world design overall uh just really works in its favor obviously it, Things are set up for you to park exactly. and do everything,
0: but, yeah, yeah.
1: But it really works well to the point where, like at street level, it feels so like it, 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 it. It's not welcoming down there. There's not much you can do to parkour, so that's... I I, I kind of see that as, like, brilliant game design because it was as fun to be down there as it is up there, you know. There wouldn't be no reason to find places to climb because it's all fun. So I, I really like the way that they do that. Um, visually, I love Hated. Um, I do think, at times, it's kind of ugly, uh, texture-wise, but other times, there's just moments where... Catches you out of nowhere, yeah. like all of this big vista, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is 1080." Yeah. Like, there's, a, <laughs> they're really smart with the way that they've, uh, did. They basically optimize the game at its fullest at 1080p. So draw distances are really good. The way that the textures are done in terms of like, in, uh, you know, and draw distances are really well, uh, well, well made. Coming off of Pokemon, which is totally unfair comparison, <laughs> where where there's like at, at that frame rate at that actually resolution. It's, terrible to look at sometimes. But like coming out of that in a ten eighty, it's really easy to be like, ah, fuck that. But it looks really good. But it's just it's inconsistent throughout. I think like uh and I'll get and I'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. Um cool ambiance of the game. I, I think that the entire um kind of world kind of feels like that movie I am legend where um there are uh there are zombies out in the world sure but at night it's when it gets really scary and if you go into these buildings during the day there's a lot of the the zombies inside the actual buildings uh, you know sleeping or whatever the cases a lot of those stuff it, it's really interesting the dynamic that um, that they have there uh, sound design is uh particularly oh, uh, great man uh, is it good in terms yeah in terms of the zombie sounds but then the actual music the the musical cues That are done throughout the game are, I dare say, some of the best out there. Like, uh, we just coming off of, of Halo last month where we praised it for its musical cues in terms of like when you're reaching this high mountaintop and all of a sudden the music crescendos into this epic kind of sounding and beautiful tonality. Same thing here, but all the time. Like all the time, and Marco, you shared that tweet with me. How that's by design. Like they, they every little thing that you do is attached to a sound, and so once you kind of string those things together, th- that buildup is feels. Oh my god, this is a perfect time. It, it's on purpose. They, yeah. They, they really. There was a part where I was heading towards to uh, to meet the informant, and it was the part where I jumped off the thing, and there was like the big tower, the first tower you see. That music started playing. Ooh. I'm like, I'm like, what? The, I put the control down. I'm like, damn, Let I'm it, jamming into this shit. Oh
0: man, that I, was I, I, nuts. I loved that part. Yeah, that was a that was like a. That's when it I first. Like, oh that's when it hit moment me. for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what hit me. I'm like, oh okay, they're doing something with this music because it is it is fantastic. Um, you know, it overall, it's a really fun game to play, and I'm having an absolute blast. Uh, I really haven't. Uh, Nothing has really been bad enough to where I'm like, ugh, like I want to stop playing it. Um, it it's 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 really good. I, I do I do think that for me right now, early on, um, and this is something that well, I was telling Marco. I think will go away eventually with more upgrades. Uh, is the stamina system is is something that I'm not a huge fan of uh, because it, it gives you the game is all about mobility and 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 parkour and the freedom to go places, and then it kind of limits you really early on to just small climb lengths. Mm. It's like, it, it, it gets a really annoying early. And so, I had, they do I well had to spend job. my
0: upgrades on stamina almost yeah, completely so far. I didn't I didn't even bother with health. I'm like, I have to move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and that brings me to my other kind of issue with it is kind of like the way you gain points. It's so slow. Uh, yeah. It, it, it feels a little like Xbox 360 R- RPG type, it's a little antiquated in that way, and that's frustrating because the stamina system is, it's not like super restrictive where like if you swim, it's like Breath of the Wild where it's not like that, but it's all about the climbing, like for example, early on I saw this big like ladder to climb. And I got like halfway through it. And I'm like fucking fall. I'm like a ladder, really. I need I, I was just gonna say, yeah. I, I, I yeah.
0: understand ledges and 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 you know that yeah. kind of thing. But a, a whole ladder, though, like a whole?
1: bro. I'm not in the best shape of my life, and I could have climbed that ladder in no problem, you know what no, no I time. When, bro. I, when it, I
0: saw that, man, Big Boss is a beast <laughs> for climbing that one. <laughs> and <Snake> Eater, bro. <laughs> That was like 20 minutes, uh,
1: 10 minutes, (laughs) a minute is like, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how bad it it feels sometimes, but other times not so much. Um, But that's one of the things that kind of really stick out to me. Um, Outside of the art style, like I mentioned, the visual fidelity stuff, it is, it is 1080 and it looks great, but it is a little frustrating that it's more, it's more optimized previous gen version than it is a next gen version. ...version of the game itself... ...it's a little bit frustrating that I can't play... ...that if I want to play ray tracing... ...it's 1080p... ...30 frames ray tracing... ...it's kind of like, damn, that's... ...there's only one option to play 60 frames... ...which honestly, just my suggestion... ...is the only way to play this game at 60 frames... ...and I just feel kind of like... and ...it it just feels weird because like... ...the Xbox specifically... ...supports 1440p variable refresh rate... ...I mean, you would think they would optimize it... ...for that specifically... And I'm sure that eventually there might be some kind of up update for that. But for so many delays to this game, you know, the fact that it's not supporting that is a little frustrating. But to, to counter that, 60 frames, solid. Oh, yeah. It does not move. Nope. Now, it brings me to my last kind of issue with the game. And and I know it sounds like I have more cons, but it's kind of like a Breath with Legends with uh, Pokemon, where I have a lot of little things that strike and nitpick, but overall playing the game is fun, and gameplay is king in video games, period. Mm-hmm. So... I'm having a great time. I love this game so much so far. However, this game story is nonsense, trash every time. Imagine the I
0: falsetto that. with that one.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Every time he has these flashbacks with Mia, I cringe. Oh I cringe! It's just some of the worst voice acting ever. Like, are, are people not hearing this? Are this? Is, is this yeah, like? It, was this reference track? You want to hear adults
0: try in? to sound like six-year-olds? We've got the game for <laughs> you guys. Not
1: only that, but the writing is like, Mia, we're gonna get in trouble. What's the f- point of living if you're not gonna live for trouble? I'm like, you're six. What are you talking about?
0: Are you dropping bars like that? You should be. I know, man. Oh A- and t- the
1: tonality and the tonality of the story. He's so serious. Aiden is so serious. It is... The, the the Curse of Aiden. Wasn't Aiden from... Um, Watch Dogs. Uh, the first...
0: Yeah. Oh, no. I was, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still.
1: Yeah, Watch Dogs. He's so serious. And he's so serious with everything. And it's like... Ugh. So it's a little cringy. The writing's not great. The performance is not great. I think that the story itself, whatever he's trying to sell, it's simple. It's not like the worst story, trying to find your sister, you know, whatever. Um, but man, those moments and a lot of flashbacks early on mm-hmm. with your sister, I'm like, I don't care. This, this is so bad. This is And then the whole kind of like, you're strong and different, aren't you? I'm like, okay, I guess I'm strong and different. Like that was the line that, that I figured, okay, something happened and I'm different from everybody else. But to counter that, the lore of the game is pretty cool, with the pilgrims and and, and kind of the the little city that's with the bio, how you call it the bio trackers, mm-hmm. whatever, all that stuff. All th- those little details in the lore is really cool, and I do like that. Cool. But uh, we'll, we'll see here how the game goes. I am having a great time so far. Um, I will say the combat is. I, I'm very curious what you gotta say about the combat because I know you're not a melee uh, first person guy. I'm not either, but I I I think it's okay. I think they do a lot of cool stuff here. Ultimately. It, some of the bad guys especially human are, are it's so kind of frustrating to, to to fight because it's like you constantly have to hit it just feels like you know bullet sponges but like melee sponges it, it just it's 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 a little frustrating but it's not the end of the world at, by any stretch of the imagination so I, I'm really liking uh, the game the concept of and the, uh, the concepts and the the trap uh, the parkour traversal is amazing uh, and and it's it's a good time it, it's it's a uh, it's a really good time
0: all right yeah um yeah, so um, I'll start with my strengths and, and then I'll jump into the weaknesses. Um, mostly the same stuff for, for the most part here. I do think the parkour and the movement is uh, is is really really enjoyable. Um, it's it's still a little weird for me. I think it'll always be weird for me jumping with the right bumper and you know some of the button yeah. mapping. I I get exactly why they did it that way, but. Um, it's an adjustment for me. It, it, it just is, and so I, I still get tripped up over what I'm supposed to be pressing, and I'll press A to jump by accident pretty often, and fall to my death or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, so I'll be too. It's, it's yeah. just a lot of user error on that part of it, but it is mechanically very nicely done. Um, I love how fearsome the zombies are. Now I have to like asterisk a lot of my my pros and cons by this, you know. I again didn't play a lot of the first game, so some of this is not exactly new for Dying Light Two per se. It's more of a yeah, but, yeah. revelation for me. Um, I do really enjoy the zombies. I do like the fact that there's different types that are pretty unique. It reminds me of kind of a Left for Dead sort of you know um, array of, mm-hmm. of of enemy types, and each of them are pretty unique. Um, I also like the way that they handle your character being infected. I I, I didn't think I'd yeah. like that at first. I thought the timer counting down would just be uh, a, a, an annoyance, but so far it, it's been pretty manageable from what I've played. I, I've I've in in the times where my, my my time limit has kind of getting to the wire a little bit. I've actually enjoyed that pressure because I've always been like yeah. right on the cusp of getting to like a UV area to save myself. So it's never felt like the odds were like completely impossible to make it out of there. It just was a nice little nudge to like, okay, the pressure's on, you need to move. So I kind of like that.
1: And that's, and that's a cool way, especially at night to, to kind of make traversing through the night that much more scary. Yeah. Because you have to find, yeah.
0: I'm hoping, I agree. I'm hoping there's some mechanic in the game that extends that time though, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. I I don't, I haven't, I I haven't looked into that. So I think, I think what
1: extends the time is every time you use an inhibitor, it extends the time overall with each of the times that you've uh, like if you do life or you do um, uh, stamina. I think that that timer goes up every time. Oh, you okay. Those That'll be, yeah,
0: yeah. That would be yeah. that's that's cool then if that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me get into the combat because I know you wanted to know about that. I um I I kind of enjoy it. I I don't. I'm not in love with it. Um. I, I don't think I could ever be in love with a first person melee game ever. So uh, I I enjoy this for what. Uh, for what it is. Um, I think what helps me out is um, as you progress in the game, you can kind of start, you know, modding your, your, your melee weapons to do different things. I just got... The like electrocution uh, mod yeah. that I can add to some of the weapons, which I think makes it more enjoyable to just kind of see how the enemies react. Um, also, the dismemberment I think is a really cool thing that's yeah. done really nicely in this game too. And I actually don't mind the parrying and like the jumping off the shoulders and drop kicking, you know, kind of thing. It is a yeah. little bit of like a, it's almost like a it's quick cumbersome. time event in a, in a weird way. But yeah, um, you have I to do the I, jump and yeah. then the LT. You kind of have yeah. to. I'm thinking more than I want to when I'm doing that, but I, I again I've been doing that a lot with the controls in general, so I, it's probably not the game's fault per se. It's just me getting acclimated, but
1: no, I do enjoy. No, it. I, I think it. I, no, I disagree. I think it is the game's fault. The game is very clumsy with. The mapping, you're right. There's a reason why it's like that. But when you start to implement combat to it, and it's like the RB to jump, and then the LT, and then the kick is weird as L1. It's a R1 with the, and then the with trigger. the it's yeah. It's 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 a lot of like double pressing to do moves that might be in other games relegated to one button. But because they have to double use a lot mm. of things for the parkour of it all, I, I do think that is 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 there should there could have been a more elegant way of putting uh, of doing it. I don't know what that would have been, so I can't really. Counted as my con, but it definitely is. It's not a you thing because I do the same thing. Genius games like, and I know you, <laughs> uh, like um, uh, a Dark Souls game. Very simple, R one. The right, tr- the uh, R one, right trigger. That's all you do, and it's all, uh, and it's all how you use those, and in what way for combat. This is not that. It's asking you to do a lot, too much, in my opinion, to really get the full breadth of the of the entire gameplay. Mm. So,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that to an extent, um, my thing is, is, um, I, I know that they have put a lot of years into the Dying Light formula, so I'm sure they've probably tried a lot of things. Um, to to figure out the the most optimized way to control that game. So I give them a little bit of slack because this is a pretty unique game this is not your typical even even being a first person melee game is is selling short a lot of what this game actually is there's really nothing in the market quite like it so i understand that that comes with a certain set of unique challenges so i don't really blame I, i don't hold them as accountable as i do to just being new to this unique kind of game and trying to adjust to it but uh let me go ahead and move on um I do like the characters so far. Um, I don't know if I love the overarching story, like you said, but I do think the characters are, are, are pretty cool for the most yeah. part. Um, I do like the early ones that you meet in the game. Um, the factions seem to be... Um, I, I wouldn't say that the most like deep thing ever, but I do like that the exposition in this game is is pretty to the point and... and for the most part, well done. Like the Mia stuff, obviously, with the sibling thing, like you said, that's that's just straight cheese. But it, it, the rest of it, I think, does a good job of telling you exactly what's going on, who's who, what's what, and kind of where you need to fit in so that you can do what you want to do, uh, which is find your sister. Um, so I, I do like that. They did exposition uh, blah, exposition uh, to me relatively well, for the most part. Um, so one thing that I, I'm kind of like... I don't like is
1: peacekeepers and then uh, the uh, bizarre. Yeah, th- those. It's like why would I want to help the peacekeepers ever? Like it almost, it almost feels like for me, it just feels like they're really nudging it in one way, uh, but with the illusion of, of, of choice, and you can pick peacekeeper stuff. And, and, and I don't know. It's just I don't. I,
0: know. I disagree with that a little bit. I mean, from what I've seen, it it feels like the bizarre um, faction is they're they're a little bit extreme i mean they 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 tried to hang you i mean (laughs) they're not exactly you know the most rational people in the world themselves so i think it's it that this game is putting you in the gray area and asking you what shade you prefer i think in my opinion so I, i don't think it's as clear cut well the reason i
1: say it's clear cut is because the people from the bazaar their upgrades are parkour based and the the uh the pks their upgrades are uh weapons base and that game is all about the parkour. So it's kind of one of those uh, where... I don't know. I mean it's And also fuck the police. Oh well you know, kind of the police
0: <laughs> <laughs> all, all peacekeepers are bad um nah, i don't know man well i mean you know we're, we're still both pretty early in the game so i think we'll have yeah kind yeah, for sure put a pin in that and see how it lands but yeah um moving on um audio music to your point excellent stuff i will also say that we're both playing it on series x but i know uh, ps5 owners have the benefit of 3d audio uh, integration, which I'm sure is probably fantastic. Like everything else in this game, I'm using, um, uh, DTS X on, on series X for this game. And it is really good. Um, everything feels really good in terms of like spatial audio and, and just kind of positional audio. It's really, really well done. Um, sound design in general, in terms of like distance and what you hear often, often like you, you hear people like screaming for their lives off in the distance, um, Like getting attacked, you hear people chattering over there, zombies down below you, it... it Everything just sounds so so well done and and polished and immersive. Um, really got to give it to their sound team uh, for what yeah. they put together here. Presentation in general, I think, is really strong in this game. I really like the way that um, the the cutscenes are. Like they're all first person, obviously, but um, I do like the camera movements. Kind of feeling human like. I do I do appreciate those little details um, that they put in there. Um, and the,
1: uh, Fallout. The Fallout zoom to the face when you talk a little bit,
0: like yeah, or the Far Cry, Far Cry, a little bit of Far Cry too, like when they kind of walk around you and stuff like that. Um, And I'd say, you know, even though, like to your point, the 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 resolution for performance mode is pretty, you know, um, uninteresting at 1080p, and the quality mode and perform um, resolution mode uh, isn't great either. I do think it has a lot of surprisingly beautiful moments for being a 1080p game um, that I I'm really impressed about. They have a lot of really nice bells and whistles. In there with uh, uh, aliasing, anti-aliasing techniques, and, and, and motion blur, I think, uh, to kind of give the game a soft but really nice look to it, without feeling like really jagged and, and, and rough looking. Um, obviously, if you get motion up, if you get up, magic for the if thing. you get up close to some textures, yeah, you'll, you'll know what you, you, you're dealing with there. But uh, it's on the surface, it's very very nice looking game. Um, cons. Um, I guess, you know, the, the graphics modes, uh, it would be one of them. Also, the, the field of view is very, very small, uh, which makes the the first person movement in combat a little tough um, for me. Um, as much as I love the parkour and movement, I also have the movement as kind of a con as well, because there is a lot of weird moments of like goofiness. With when you're moving, I get stuck in some environments. I get sometimes. stuck. I I have a hard time going down things. Like repelling yeah. downward is like weirdly hard for me. I don't know if it's me again or what, but like it just feels like what? How I, do I that's, How do I go down this building? How do I go down this thing?
1: <laughs> that that's a challenge that funny enough, um, Assassin's Creed was running into early on until they finally added. Uh, the B button by holding it down right. is like the de- what was dedicated descending mode but yeah that, that's an issue a lot with these things and there isn't one of those here I don't think because I also find myself climbing up fine but when I have to get down somewhere I'm like uh, uh, what's t- what do I <laughs> what, do here yeah, what, yeah I agree
0: um I will disagree in terms of the open world. Um, I, I don't really, in I don't love the open world too much. I like that they've made it into a playground kind of thing for parkour styles, but as an open world, um, I, I don't find it to be a particularly interesting uh, location to look at for the most part. I mean, I, I don't know if there's different, more variety of 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 locations you know further into the game but they're not a big fan of the uh at least the the beginning area just isn't really clicking for me it all kind of just blurs together and looks the same um so i I wish there was a little bit more uniqueness to um you know each area or or different areas of the map from what i've seen so far um but again pin in that until later in the game and we'll see more um I hate crafting in video games. I still hate it in this game. It's just too much. There's too many blueprints. There's too many. You're looting every possible thing in mankind's history, like screws and uh, scissors and. Uh...
1: And I hate and I hate that uh, that animation. The...
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you put the two hands out. It's like the like the miming movement. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's a lot, man. I I I think it's too much looting. It's too much materials. It, it's a lot of just collecting random stuff that you're not sure is even like craftable or if it's just junk that you sell. I don't like the merchant stuff either. I, I just, yeah. Buying weapons. I mean, there's so many of them laying around for me that I just don't need them like that. Or, you know,
1: too many, too many systems. In it's
0: this Yeah. It's very, it's, 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 it's too many mechanics, too many systems. It's, it just needs to be a little simpler, uh, in my opinion and, and less micromanagerial with stuff like that. um, And I will say, you know, the last thing is the difficulty can kind of go pretty ham hock uh, in in random moments, um, which I I find a little disappointing because I am all of level one in this game. And I have gone from moments of feeling like, okay, this is like ridiculously easy to oh my God, how could they possibly think I could have lived through that kind of moments? And uh, I think there's a lot of fluctuations like that from what I've seen. Uh, And again, all of this could be because I'm just kind of a new face to the Dying Light world and I don't really get it yet. Um, But I do think that there is something to be said for the opening hours, kind of having too many of those spikes uh, in difficulty, so I wish it was a yeah. little bit easier going. And also, to your point, I wish you could level up a little bit faster in the process as well. But um, I would say, just a wrap. Um, I feel like there is something missing to this game that makes it not one hundred percent for me. Even though I love it and I think it's an awesome game, something is there's still a disconnect somewhere. Um, but it is a very very good game, and I'm uh, I'm actually. Very uh, pleasantly surprised when you compare it with the open critic of '77. I think it's, I think it's a better game than that, in my opinion. Um, but you were, you were right in, in terms of the predictions. Uh. Here's the, here's the thing, though.
1: I think that the game feels like a budget game. It doesn't feel completely AAA to me. Uh, not to say that there's any corners cut. It's just like, for example, there was kind of no reason why this game couldn't be completely open world. And it's not. It's segmented. Um, there's reasons... Uh, you know, the, the system stuff, it's just like... It's a lot of stuff in the game. It, it just feels not particularly uh, fresh or new. I don't know. It, there's something about it. It just feels old at times. And so, I don't know. If it, I, I, think, I think it's probably a little better than 77, but not too much better than 77.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or 76. But
0: nevertheless, I mean, I definitely don't regret buying it i will say that like it doesn't no, no, sure. i am not playing it and going ugh i shouldn't have i shouldn't have bought it i should have waited i should have held on yeah. so far at least i'm i'm really finding myself in a nice you know rhythm with the game which is good um but yeah that's uh that's that's kind of my takes any final thoughts from you on on this game so far or
1: yeah just basically that i i don't know how much more i'm going to play because of what's about to come down the pike uh with horizon uh and what do you call it? Uh, an Elden Ring. So I, I, I don't know. I, maybe this game would have benefited from coming out in January or even in that December date where it was, it was supposed to come out. But yeah, I'm enjoying it, but not to the point where I would stop or or hold off on playing even a Forbidden West for it. So gotcha. The only way I go, the only way that happens is Forbidden West is Booty Juice, and then I have to go back. You, which might happen, you, lo- you low you
0: low-key wanted to be booty juice you i can feel it
1: no i, I hell no i have it at 94 for my metacritic <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh
0: man that's right um i got high hopes for this are you uh, are you are you picking up seafood by the way or are you waiting on reviews
1: <sighs> i don't know i the reviews got to be really really good mm. for me to, to to dive into it um i've i've put a i've put a kind of like um I've tr- I'm challenging myself this year to not buy everything. I have a kid coming, uh, so I got to save the money. Oh, yeah. And Sifu does not look like a game to me that is uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, and so I can get caught up in the conversations and buy it and be like, man, this game ain't for me. Yeah, bitch, I know. I <laughs> told you that. I told myself that. So this, this game screams that. The only way that I'll jump into it if it's like, Nines and tens, like across the board, like, and and, and Ryu's like, oh, you must play this type of thing. Then I'll consider it, but you know, I have a feeling this game's gonna be around eights or something like that. So it's we'll see, but no, I don't think I'm gonna get
0: Plus, that. Plus, we're in a pretty good stride anyway with Pokemon and you know Rainbow Six, and you know I, I still yeah. play Halo uh, pretty frequently, so I'm not in a rush yeah. to jump into anything. Even Horizon, I, I if I find myself in a good rhythm with Dying Light, I'll just kind of keep playing yeah. it. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna let. I'm not going to force myself to juggle four games at a time, or three games at a time. I'm not yeah. going to spin that many plus, plates and, and then burn myself out.
1: Plus, Crossfire X is coming to Game Pass, or a portion of it is anyway. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's something to dabble in, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's but true. That shit ain't looking good,
0: mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nah, man. But uh, that's... There's
1: something else that comes out. Uh, Wait. I think Tuesday.
0: Isn't that seafood? It's
1: not Sifu. Oh, Oli Ollie World. Oh.
0: Uh, that's that's not for me at yeah, all. man that's, that's not for I'm me definitely, at
1: all. I'm definitely copying that, but that's that's a game. Those kind of trials type of games are games that I play throughout the whole year, and it's not really specific to like just that one thing. It's just a game that is it is it coming out on Switch?
0: I couldn't. I've not looked into that at all. I look like that bitch on Switch. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I only like good games. Uh, so let's go ahead and shift gears <laughs> and jump into what is now our main event of the show, and that is our extended uh, edition of Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. Alright, homie. Let's do it. Um, Bungie was in the news. Uh, they did something. Uh, they got themselves uh, bought by Sony for $3.6 billion with plans uh, to continue uh, independently publishing and creating games for all platforms. We will definitely talk about that portion of it. Um, also, uh, an investor call, Sony revealed, uh, plans to leverage Bungie and other studios to apparently launch more than 10 new live service games by March 2026. So as the dust has started to settle on this news, Pablo, what are your key takeaways from this acquisition and how do you think this is going to work out for both parties? Floor is yours.
1: Yeah, um, first of all, Bungie's a toxic girlfriend, going from Microsoft to Activision to Sony. Man. Uh, I, I I. think it's a. I think it's a, a really good move for Bungie and Sony. You know, it, it, it comes across as really one-sided for Bungie since they get uh, pretty much full autonomy, and become a subsidiary of Sony, and are even going to have their own board with the CEO uh, having a chair in the board. Uh, and Jim Ryan isn't the CEO of the company itself. So it looks one-sided, but really... When you look at it, and what they're really trying to do is is uh, po- by technology, by the experts, the people that know how to make these games work. Uh, with Destiny being probably the best example of the most successful uh, game as service to date, uh, being one of the first as well. But you know, I think that when I think some n- numbers came out recently of, of Destiny Two players, and it's it's massive. Like oh yeah, the, are, the
0: Witch Queen it, DLC is uh, that's coming out is like. Is one of the biggest pre orders of the year. And that, that's yeah. pretty insane.
1: It's, yeah, so they, they, they know what they're doing out there. And so uh, at first, you know, I had the, 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 the conversation in my head about, of course, it's going to eventually be. Part uh, 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 Destiny Three is going to be exclusive to PlayStation Five. But reading more into it, and more comments have come out where I think Herman Holtz has said that unequivocally, this game, that th- these games will not be coming out sp- only on PlayStation Five or PlayStation. They're coming out and everything. Um, it, it just, it's very clear. Uh, Sony has a huge deficiency in, in online gaming, uh, and like gives that service. Those ten games, it's that strategy of throwing shit onto the wall and see what sticks. You know, just have ten of those games. And if two hit, like Apex or whatever the case, that's that's enough to carry you and, and, and pretty much make your money back. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think one of the things that we're looking at here is two, diff- two different kind of... Uh, uh, methods of building a game studio. And it it hasn't been more uh, evident than now. I think Xbox is acquiring companies for a more wide open, generalistic approach to like expanding their portfolio while they're not like plugging holes or anything. They're literally building buildings on top of like those holes, like they're just completely going out of the way to, to to make something else out of this. Sony's actually doing the opposite. They're p- pl- plugging holes in things that they may not have and may need to kind of bolster their portfolio themselves. So they're 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 more of a um they're more of a uh, specific approach to, to what they need. And, and Xbox is just like we need everything, just everything, just in case. I don't know what's gonna happen. And Sony is 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 seemingly just a little bit more, uh, you know. Cautious and, and and maybe because they can't afford what Microsoft can afford, but definitely plugging those holes in, in, in their in their portfolio, which I I think it's a great idea. Uh, one of the things as well as to why they probably can't go all out like Microsoft is that they are uh, currently the number one publisher by uh, in terms of how much money they make. Acquiring a Square Enix would probably put you square dab in the middle of the conversation of a mono- of a monopoly, and so I, I I think even if they wanted to respond, I don't think that. They're willing to go through that. I think that they are going to start building by by buying a, a bungee studios that are very specific but have a very uh a large uh base of knowledge when it comes to certain aspects of certain games. Uh, and you know, I I think Sony. I've always said that Sony is currently the tastemaker along with Nintendo uh, in terms of the console market. And if they are willing to build. On their own terms, and, and 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 kind of bolster the incredible stuff that they have going on right now. I think they're they're going to be just fine. I don't they don't need to go crazy with with talent acquisition. Uh, but yeah, this is a really really interesting acquisition, and i I think it really makes sense when you kind of look at everything. And like you said, the dust is settled. It makes sense for both parties. Bungie has the 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 the, the partner in Sony, and Sony has the technology, the ability, and their workforce to really uh, make those games that service, which is. Obviously, with 10 coming, it's something that they really want to do, which makes sense why the factions probably hasn't come out. They probably want to implement some kind of uh, life service to that and and probably any other game that comes out that has a multiplayer component uh, going forward. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I actually don't have a lot to say about this, um, to be honest. To me, it's a pretty simple equation. Um, the best way I can describe it is is this. Um Mojang and Minecraft is to Microsoft what Bungie and Destiny now is to Sony. I think it's pretty much the same type of deal. Um, It it is essentially, hey, we're going to keep this everywhere. We're going to keep this developer everywhere and just make money. And and I think at, at the worst, they'll just create a lot of really exclusive content. For the PlayStation versions of these games moving forward, um, oh yeah, and and yeah. and then just and just to make it because in a lot of ways, and and I I, li- I was listening to um, a Destiny uh, themed podcast from um, a, a media guy we know, Lord Cognita. We, we don't know him personally, but he's a, he's a really dope yeah. uh, you know uh, podcaster. He has a, a Destiny podcast, and one thing that 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 they've talked about a lot is that in a lot of ways, Destiny is just kind of synonymous as being a PlayStation franchise. Um, when you look at the numbers, yeah. um, the, you know, the, the the user base is predominantly PlayStation, um, which I really didn't realize, honestly. Um, I, I never knew that. Well,
1: there's more PlayStations out there. There's
0: but, that, you know. and I think that a lot of marketing went to the PlayStation side um, yeah. at, at, for, for a while there. So I think it was just kind of one of those natural fits for both parties. Like, hey, we already kind of feel like we're a part of you and you feel like you're a part of us. Why don't we just kind of do something? Um, that being said, Bungie is for the streets, man. <laughs> They're for everybody. You understand me? Um, yeah. They are uh, a very fascinating company. Um, I don't get them. I mean, I do, but I don't because I understand that having funding for, you know, the kind of games that they make is, is paramount and you have to do what you have to do. Um, and probably make some deals with some people you don't want to sign deals with. I'm looking at Activision, right? Um, but then you want to get away from everybody at the same time. Like you're 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 yeah. you're getting together and then you're breaking up. What are you like? What are you doing? So, I I'm gonna be curious to see how the relationship with Sony truly goes because it sounds like Sony is like just go do your thing, and that's great. But this is also Jim Ryan, so. Um I'm, yeah, I'm not but, willing to say it's gonna be I mean I know there's some contractual stuff that, that that Sony just can't do, but but Jim is a Jim is a beast. I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I I think but I think one of the things that Bungie doesn't get enough credit for is kind of how they can finesse themselves. Like they finesse themselves out of Microsoft. Microsoft is buying everybody and everybody's mountain. and they let go of Bungie. Uh, Activision, you know, is, is a company that's all about money, and they have one of the biggest franchises sitting uh, right there on their laps, and they let that shit go. So so Bungie has a way of kind of finessing themselves into and out of situations, and a lot of the stuff that I've seen about them having their own board and all that stuff kind of safeguards them from uh, from Sony, and they do seem to have pretty much full autonomy within themselves. Uh, I don't know if that's contractual in terms of, like, co- the first couple of years or if that's just perpetually the, the case, uh, but I, I, th- I think that this is... I think this is one hell of a deal for both because one thing that we ha- also have to look at is that Sony uh, now can turn those IP uh, with Destiny into movies or films. And and we're seeing Witcher and we're about to see Halo uh, kind of yeah. uh, shine a little. Well, Witcher for sure shine in the, in the TV series. I think that if Halo is any kind of success whether it's small or and it's not if it's not a flop i think that we're gonna see uh sony jump on the destiny wagon in terms of uh of tv shows that we're gonna see something or even a film they got uncharted coming and they're really trying to open themselves uh to to that kind of venue of, of entertainment and you know uh, within gamers Destiny is one of the most recognizable games out there so having a, a and it's full with great lore honestly uh, so ha- it, it kind of lends itself to a, a great TV show if they do it the right way so yeah. we'll, we'll definitely see but I, I think that three three 3.6 billion seems like a lot but I think they'll be making their money back pretty oh, uh,
0: quickly Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, we got to move on. But the last thing I want to touch on is the 10 new live service games um, or or more than 10. Um, listen, I, and, and I know Pablo kind of disagrees with some of this, but I, I think you can plan for however many of a, of a thing you want. But what ends up coming out? In, in real life is a different story so I wouldn't be alarmed at that number right away. I think they're definitely conceptualizing and plotting or strategizing how to pull that off but um, just because you plan for a certain amount of games doesn't mean you end up with a certain amount of games so I don't expect that to really hold true. Um, I do think it's going to be a part of their strategy. I, I, it, that 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 much is clear but the quantity I wouldn't get hung up about in terms of assuming that oh my god it's just going to be you know live service city for play Station. Um, there's going to be plenty of other stuff to keep the the portfolio diverse, and it's not going to feel like it's all uh, everything you love is going to turn into a live service game. I, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that one of the things that um, they might be kind of finessing here in terms of like 10 games is probably turning existing or already kind of things that are about to come out into life service games. Uh, the Twisted Metal game might be a life service game. The Like I, I already mentioned, uh, Factions might be a, a life service game. So there might be a lot of stuff that they already have uh, in development uh, in terms of that as a, a kind of pivoting towards a, a um how do you call it, a live service game. I think they have here, uh, yeah, I was reading an article here saying The Last of Us, Twisted Metal, uh, and then they have a list of other games here that could potentially just become live service games. That's probably where they gained the 10 from. So, we'll, we'll see on that.
0: Yeah. Alright, well we gotta move on. Um, uh, speaking of Sony, uh, in an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Jim Ryan stated, quote, we should expect more, end quote, when it comes to PlayStation acquiring more companies. If that's the case, Pablo, who's the short list of uh, of companies you have in mind? If Sony were to pull the trigger on more acquisitions, uh, and when, and do you think that their efforts in the end will will match what Xbox has been doing in terms of their their push?
1: I think in one way, Sony is going to match Xbox in terms of, like, a, a purchase. And that's going to be in the, mobiles, in the mobile space. I think that uh, with the purchase of Activision and King, uh, Microsoft is about to come out into the mobile space in a big way. A lot of money there. Um, one of the things that came out were kind of, like, revenue numbers. And Apple, the company, makes as much money as Nintendo does in their video gaming uh, division with, with mobile because of the 30% uh, that they take. It's a huge market out there. And I think that Sony might make an acquisition sooner rather than later Towards the mobile gaming side. It's not going to be a sexy pick. People are going to be like, what the fuck? But that's probably what they're going to equal in that way. Everything else is like I mentioned before. It's going to be studios that do great games or have an, an interesting IP that they could possibly turn into something else. A studio that comes to mind is From Software. Uh, From is is, is, a, is a, you know, they have Elden Ring coming out. Um, they had Bloodborne on the PlayStation uh, as an exclusive. I do think that that's probably a, a game that, uh, a studio that can probably be bought by PlayStation and it would make all the sense in the world. They have the games, then they have this really interesting lore that even George R.R. R. Martin wrote for to a certain extent, like it, it lends itself to the fantasy, and we have, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. It's off the air now, but was a huge hit. We have the Lord of the Rings TV series that's coming up right now. That's supposed to be massive. Anything like that, again, once again, that Sony can get out there. I think that they're in the market not only for video games, but just a recognizable uh, and, and kind of IP that can be used uh, and malleable IP that can be used for other stuff. So I think From is is a big one. The other big one everybody wants is um, is Konami. That's the one that people want uh, to be bought up to save it, uh, sa- save it from not making games. You know, the Silent Hills, the Metal Gear Solid, the Dance Dance Revolution, the Contra, <laughs> the Sweaking, all that stuff. So, but I don't know. That might. Be, I go back to the to the to the argument is like, if they buy EA or if they buy Square Enix or if even have, of of Konami since it's a holding company, is that gonna push it towards a monopoly? Is is it gonna be a problem at that point? Because being that Sony is the, the number one publisher, is this even a convers? Is it it even a conversation with so many companies and so many kind of um, shareholders and, and things out there. Like Tencent is right behind them. Is it really a monopoly if they buy Square Enix? Like I, I don't know. I just, I, don't
0: I don't think don't so. Because, I, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. I, otherwise, you, Jim Ryan wouldn't be saying we Twitter. should expect more.
1: Yeah, but I mean, even they say we six more, and they get uh, and they get um, from software and Konami. Maybe that's not the big thing. It's not an Activision, a publisher with. Billions and billions of dollars, but I don't know. We'll, we're gonna have to see. But those those would be my two picks. It's it's it's, it's Konami and From Software. I think those would be uh, probably the ones that 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 Sony would sweep up. Not that I want them to, but. You know, maybe Konami, because Konami ain't doing shit with their pro- mm. uh, property. But, you know, not that I want to, but that it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say Square. I'm not going to walk back my prediction. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to stand on that. I think they've been, like I said, they've been smashing for a while now, so they might as well just, you know, get together. Um, and, and, you know, it, look, <laughs> Sony's blowing a lot of money trying to lock down Final Fantasy. You might as well spend a little bit more and just, and just buy the company. Uh, at at yeah. this point, you're just kind of you're, you're going to be spending money game over game, and you might as well just buy them in one lump sum. I, I, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of of buyouts and acquisitions, so that could be the most asinine thing I've ever said in my life. Who, who knows? But I, I just think that at a certain point, if you, if you're if you're wanting to lock down the the biggest IP that they own. Um, and make it synonymous with PlayStation. It just stands to reason. Like it was before. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Konami. I don't think that they really need all of Konami. I don't think they're trying to get into the pachinko game <laughs> per se. I think yeah. I think they probably the want to license out the IP or try to buy the IP or something like that, which would be cool. One company that I'm 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 looking at is is Kojima Productions. I'm a little yeah. baffled by like we've heard rumors about them working with Xbox and there's something brewing there. They're
1: supposed to be signed a contract already.
0: Apparently well there was some like verbal agreement I think was the last thing or something like that or a yeah. principal agreement. But I don't know man. I feel like Sony could could easily say, "You know what? You already got your you know foot in the door with us. We gave you the funding you needed for Dead Stranding. We're already we've already been there for you. You know, we yeah. might not have liked We might not have liked Death Stranding, and we might have wanted more out of you, but we'd rather just buy you than see you go to Xbox and end up making a great game for them, you know. And and we get stuck with with Death Stranding. So I. I,
1: But also. The Death Stranding was kind of Sony's fault because they wanted something from him immediately. That's the fastest turnaround of any games ever. But, made it still, uh, but it was
0: still, his. It but it was still, and it shows. But it was still,
1: shows. It was still his idea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So I would say my two picks would be Square or Kojima Productions, personally. But we'll see. We'll see. Um. I'm. 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 I'm just glad that they're. They're. They're becoming more aggressive. That's. That's what I'm happy to see. All I
1: know is that. All I know is that Phil's a killer. Oh Phil! Yeah, Phil might go
0: after Kojima Productions. Oh, <laughs> Phil, listen, Phil has plans, um, but we'll see. Uh, we got to move on. Another Sony headline: uh, Sony has cut their full-year sales target for the PS5 from 14.8 million units to 11.5 million units, as the global chip shortage has hit uh, them pretty hard. Investors are also concerned about the rising competition for Sony uh, because of Microsoft and and uh, you know. The the proposed acquisition of activision so um what is your take on this
1: yeah, i think obviously it's unfortunate for them and and this also affects xbox but here's the thing that i an interesting argument that i've seen is that xbox is catching up to playstation in terms of sales but when you really look at it the xbox series s is available pretty much everywhere i've gone to, to walmart and it's sitting right there uh and you can't, I've never seen the PS5 in the world, and never seen it in the world, and so you can make the argument that even with the shortage, PlayStation 5 is ahead of Xbox Series X and S sales as of today even, so I, I think that this is in the short, in, in in the short term, it's gonna seem like a big problem, but in the long run, once the supply chains kind of subside and, and, and things get a little better, I think it's going to be fine. I think Sony is is going about it in a way where they're uh, apparently Gran Turismo 7 was going to be next-gen only, and they forced them to to, to scale it for a PS4 as well. So they're doing what they have to do to make this right, and and so far it's working for them. I think the competition aspect of it, of people being worried, it's more about... I think ultimately it comes down to Game Pass and kind of like the vision that Phil has and how Sony is in the midst of currently finding themselves again and Xbox knows exactly who they are. And Nintendo is always going to be Nintendo. They don't know. They don't like, like, uh, what other people on, I think it was ACG said, they don't even know it's Tuesday or whatever (laughs) the day is. Like, they, they, they're just like walking around like, huh? (laughs) Like, so, uh, so yeah, I I think that that's the main concern is like they got to get their shit together, uh, and kind of, Reimagine themselves into a company that can compete with Xbox but by doing it their own way. And I think that's we're in the middle of doing it. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll figure it out. Another, I think one analysis analysis said that this year, even with all the shortages, the PlayStation 5 will end up outselling the Xbox 2 to 1, even still. So, you know, I think they'll be fine. It's unfortunate for everybody, and it's a really good moment for Xbox to really catch up and, and do the most they can. They're going to do the most damage this year. Uh, but it's going to be a hill to climb with 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 the great IP that they have coming out. That Sony has coming out. So yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have much to say about this one. Honestly, I think you're right. I think this is much to do about nothing. This is the reality of the global chip shortage um, being a very serious problem um, that I think a lot of people are just kind of hand waving uh, as this headline that no one really cares about. It, it's it's a real it's a real problem, and um, and these companies yeah. are, are are reeling from it right now. Um, I think as far as the investors' concerns. PlayStation's about to have an amazing year. Um, I mean, we, there's still stuff that is rumored to come out this year, like the Last of Us remake with factions that uh, is apparently going to be the big holiday release that, I mean, you know, you, you, you add that on with everything else coming out this year. Plus, this is pre-Spartacus announcement. Um, what would you say? It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's pre-Spartacus announcement. Um, so, we don't know what that's going to do to kind of, you know, restore some confidence in the investors once they know Nothing. the infrastructure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, look, I, I'm not yeah. going to base anything off of reports uh, from Jason Schreier. Yeah. I'm going to wait and see what they eventually confirm with us. But um, I don't think it's anything to really write home about here. It's just a reality of the shortage and the realities of the the, the battle ensuing uh, between them and Microsoft. And it, there's going to be um, you know peaks and valleys for both of these companies, and it's just going to be you know a tug of war all all throughout this console cycle. So I, I don't really have a lot else to add there. Um, But it will be interesting to watch, that's for sure. Um, Moving on to news item number four. A nine-minute gameplay overview trailer of Ghostwire Tokyo was finally revealed, along with a release date of March 25th. What, Pablo, were the pros and cons of this, uh, this gameplay overview? And now that you've seen some stuff, where is your hype level at now?
1: Well, where it was before, I was pretty much not hyped for the game at all, and I'm still not hyped for the game. Um,
0: Okay.
1: I, I, you know, this game, it started as an Evil Within sequel, and they shifted to what this thing became. Uh, So, I mean, I, I think that during probably development that they found something they really liked and they ran with it. I think it's different. I think the Tango Gameworks DNA is definitely present. I do kind of like the art style and the yokai design. Traversal is surprisingly vertical. Like, I didn't expect that at all. Uh, And uh, it kind of gives me, like, modern-day Ominoushi vibes. Not in the... Just kind of like with the yokai and and the way that you're you're, you're battling these demons. It looks like it's different, but it kind of gives me those vibes with being in Japan City. You know, weirdly enough, like... Yakuza persona—the only games that I can think about, like Shibuya, that take place in, in Japan, which is something that doesn't really happen. And, and the world ends with you, I think, as well. But it's—it's interesting. I've always liked that 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 uh, that setting, and it's interesting that it's there. So I, I'm kind of into it. The combat could be interesting. One—it's different between seeing. What it is, and actually getting in there and, and seeing how responsive it is, all the fucking hand waving going on. I don't know if that's like you know if it's one press of a button and that and and all the finger magic and the like jazz fingers is happening. Um, Man's out here so doing I,
0: shadow puppets in front of these people, man. What are you doing? It, it
1: looks. I think the biggest pro overall is that it looks different enough. I I kind of like when games take a different approach to to, to stuff, and it, it, it it's this in space. I just don't, I, it's definitely one of those games that I have to really get in hand to really kind of understand what is happening, uh, but I, ultimately, when even how much I love the setting, I think the world looks empty, uh, I know there's a story reason for that, but I, I don't like it, uh, be, open world mechanics look very basic and antiquated, uh, like just, you know, climb this, uh, go to this uh, to take the fog out of the area, it's like shit like that I don't really like, character models don't look good, um, and they really focus on like human character models. I'm like, why are you showing me this <laughs> that, like fucking PlayStation it's Four bad. Uh, it's character bad. model? Yeah, um, and you know the nonsensical story stuff that those those games are always always unapologetically Japanese. Um, and for me, more, more 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 often than not, when it comes into the, like the fantastical the fantasy side of shit, it's never hits for me. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Tango Gamer, they do some crazy story shit, I mean, uh, The Evil Within had some moments, I'm like, what in the fucking Kojima is happening here, uh, so, I, I, don't know, I, I, I think that it's interesting, but there's a lot of going against it, um, but, yeah, I'm as interested as I am, as I was before, I don't even know if I'll play this game, uh, to be completely honest with you, but coming out March 25th, uh, I'm going to be in the middle of some uh, some games there. There might be a lull where I might pick it up. It really just depends. Uh, so we'll
0: see. I ain't getting it. Um, I, I you yeah. know I think this was a pretty awful presentation of what this game is because it it as I always say you know videos like that have to show the best of what your game has to offer. Obviously you don't want to spoil certain things, but you need to kind of get me to buy in at this point, especially if this game's coming out uh, next month you know like i don't have a lot of time to think about That's it great. anymore um, and i just thought that it was to your point just a very run of the mill looking open world game with a lot of flash and flare but not really a lot of interesting substance i think when you look at this game it's very easy to get swept up in all the like you said the cool hand movements and stuff and like the you know the, the zenyata looking stuff from like the overwatch style you know it it
1: it looks it <laughs> oh i didn't think about it's that it's a zenyata cool. the
0: game um you know and, and On the surface, it... Ah, you're selling me on this game hard right I will say... (laughs) Well, I mean, I will say this this game does really well in trailer format because it's just light show. You move your finger this way and you're throwing a freaking tornado at people. It's like, oh my god. But I think it's going to be a very different experience when you're actually playing it with a controller and you're doing basic movements, basic, you know, button actions, and you're just seeing this, like, flailing around this, this uh, you know, this very flash and flare, you know, move that really isn't doing anything all that unique in actuality, and I think that just kind of set the tone for me about what this game is. It just feels like it is stylish for the sake of being stylish, but there's not a lot really under the hood there um, in terms of actual substance, and I think that extends to the story, which sounds... Absolutely terrible to me, uh, and 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 super dull. Um, speaking of dull, the main character looks like an NPC from any game ever. Like he is, dre- he he could not be dressed more dull. And I get it; he's he's supposed to be some random dude off, like literally off the street.
1: And you can. And you can change his clothes into more dull. Oh, yeah, you
0: can just pick different shades of dull. And you get this really weird black smoky mole on your face with the person that you're, like, infused with. Great. I can't wait to play that. I I think that the whole open world mechanics, especially when they try to show off the stealth stuff, I'm like, stop, that doesn't look fun at all it looks so rudimentary crouch and creep up behind somebody and or you know shoot them with you know a you know eh, it's, I, I don't I don't really think that really impressed me out. very much it's just it to me it's just very um it's just very bland I, I I think it just looks interesting because of the yokai aspect of it like you said um and it is in Tokyo and that has a certain aesthetic that I find nice to look at but I just don't yeah there is it, this game is just entirely unremarkable looking to me, and I just don't have any real change of my hype after seeing this at all. In fact, it right. might have gone down a notch because I was expecting,, um, I was expecting them to lean into the horror a lot more, and it just felt like, well, here's some there's creepy that a report people.
1: That they that they got scaled back. Yeah,
0: apparently, yeah, we you know they they decided to go more action focused. We talked about it in a previous episode, uh, as opposed to horror focus. And I think that might have been a mistake, um, because yeah, the imagery is kind of interesting, but it just feels very hollow to me. Um, and and just kind of surface level. Just, it's, to hide what is otherwise is a ghost. first-person shooter with hands. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want it.
1: I. Here's the thing. I It's very curious for me because Sony paid money to make this exclusive and then they talk about it a little bit. They don't talk about, about it at all and then they talk about it a couple days ago and it's dropping in less than a month. like Or in about a month. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. I'm like, is it that, you know, sales expectations are so low that they're gonna try to just get it out there? Or is it that they have a complete piece of shit on hand and they trying to Just kind of drop it, but if that's the case, why not drop it like in December or like in I guess quarterly in January? So March seems like a pretty big month to drop a game. I don't know. It's it just it's just a weird like don't talk about it don't talk about it it's like oh unless in about a month you guys will be playing this game that we paid money for it to be exclusive on our system. plus they have
0: no idea how to market their games at all now they don't know how to explain their games or anything like did you see the extended video uh where they had like the developers talking like you know to each other about what they think of the game
1: wearing weird clear weird plastic masks fam
0: they somebody's they asked um each other what what's the one word you would use to describe this game you know how one of them described it strawberry shortcake no.
1: Oh yeah, I did see that. I didn't understand I, when he said that. I was like, "Is there something in translation? Like, what does what, it mean?"
0: What is that? How you want to market your game? That's what you, that. That's what you want me to. Okay, I'm gonna go buy some sixty dollars strawberry shortcake with ghosts. Dude, we, I want to move on now, Pablo. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is a, it's weird,
0: man. I don't understand I don't this game it. at all. Anyways. Um, Speaking of Sony, again, I, this has been a very Sony-focused uh, start here for all you Xbox fanboys. That's
1: okay, because I'm sure
0: people think we're Xbox guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, balancing it out now. Um, Sony also presented a new state of play for Gran Turismo 7, which uh, revealed a lot of new tidbits about the game's modes, features, weather systems, storefront, vehicle dynamics, and, and, and what have you.
1: Astrology. Astrology,
0: the stars, constellations, and 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 how clouds are made. Um Literally. Um, so, uh, yeah. simply put, Pablo, h- how did this look to you? What do you think?
1: This this presentation was... I dubbed it uh, Gran Turismo 7 Ounces of Ayahuasca. Because it was like tripping balls. I'm like, is this happening? <laughs> it was like a meditative... Uh, a trailer reveal gameplay thing where the music was softly playing. I was relaxed. Wow, that watching was this the shit. most I peaceful
0: like I did... 20 minutes, 30 minutes you of can. my life.
1: <laughs> I was like, I felt like I did some mushrooms and I was sitting in the middle of my ca- of my living room, uh, Indian style, crisscross style, with like just humming. Like,
0: sauce?
1: I was like, What is that? Listen, I'll tell you this much about this game wow. is that it is unapod- unapologetically Gran Turismo, all the way, and they. And they're, and the cool thing is that they're not trying to come for Forza Horizon, but they are coming for Forza Motorsport. Like they're coming for their throws. Mm. Cause this shit, the, the stuff that they have in this, just not even in the, the cloud stuff, which by the way, Constellation, that wasn't, that's not a joke. That's in this game, but just the, 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 the way that you can, uh, the, the car stuff and, and, and just kind of the passion behind that. This game is going to, for people who love Sim Racers, this is going to be a wet dream for them. This is going to be absolutely incredible for them. Not for me. I'm not getting this, but I I said that this game was going to get like a 71 on Metacritic based on just, I guess, my own feelings about racers, sim racers. After seeing this, I know I, I lo- I'm losing that, because that this game is probably going to get eights and nines, because it is what it is, and it doesn't apologize for anybody for being that, yeah. and that's great. I, I think that's really good. I was kind of concerned that this was going to be kind of some bland ho-hum, uh, whether it be like a... a it's it's its take on Forza Horizon by still trying to be a sim or something like that. But nope. This is Sim, as Sim gets it, is a semi Sim motherfucking <laughs> racer. Like, they're not trying to do anything else, and that is awesome. I'm really happy for people who love the series, which, you know, a lot of people do love it. And I, it's just great. This is, is going to be a, a great a thing on, on Sony's checklist for games uh, that are coming out this year. I think it's fantastic. It's just not for me. It's yeah. Not, no, it, <laughs> not it's, for me, not at all. It's not
0: for me either, but it is unquestionably fire, man. I think that looked really, yeah. really good. And I got to eat some words. Um you know, i I, I think that the bone dryness that I've associated with this game is just out of my. Passive interest in playing racers, you know what I mean. Like this is a real yeah. celebration of cars. When you look at some of the things they showed about, like the history of certain, um, you know, companies, and and seeing the old pictures and and things like that. Yeah. If you're an enthusiast, that stuff is is special to you, probably. And and so I have to kind of bow down to that a little bit and say that's not for me. But I I see you for what you're trying to pull off there. Yeah. It, it's it's a different kind of celebration. If if Forza is the festival. Gran Turismo is the banquet. You know what I mean. Like it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a different vibe. It's still celebratory, but it's just a it's a little bit more snooty. And and I I respect it for that. It's yeah. got a right to be. You know. Um, yeah, and I yeah. I really appreciate that they they leaned into that and they didn't try to, um, you know try to check off both sides of the boxes and do a little bit of this and a little bit of that they they stuck to what Gran Turismo is yeah. and i think that matters and i think that's going to um I, I still think that's going to bite them when it comes to reviews because a lot of people are going to you know how the media is they remember the last best thing yeah. and and it, they're going to compare it unfairly to Forza Horizon in my opinion but and that's why yeah, i rated it where I... I did with our predictions but it's it's going to be a good game I... though
1: I slightly disagree because of the fact that it is so on the other side of Horizon, where I think anybody—it's not Horizon. It's just gonna sound really dumb, and you know they're not—they're not—they they probably will sound dumb. But I, yeah, I—I I think that I think that people are really gonna be into this for, for whoever is into sim racers. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, I am happy that they weren't about. We're showing the the kind of the the excitement of racing. It's more like. We're showing you, like, the whole of this game. Like, the not just about the racing, but the tuning and all that stuff. I think it's fantastic. So I, I can't wait for people to play this game and and, and, and have a really good time with it. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll watch you on YouTube.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, man. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Got a few more uh, news items to go. Um. It has been reported by Jason Schreier of Bloomberg that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been quietly delayed to 2023. Pablo, real quick, man, what's going on at Rocksteady? And how do we feel about this yeah, news?
1: I I'd, I don't know, man. I I, I I I was I'm concerned a little bit for Rocksteady. Uh, it's been so long since we got a game from them, and finally this game it showed well. Uh, I think uh, everything they showed looked really cool. I mean. I, I, I'm not interested in the game per se... But I wasn't interested in Guardians of the Galaxy either... And then once it came out it blew me away... So you know... I kind of hope that that would be the case here... Um, I do think that what's happening here... Is probably... uh, They have... uh, Gotham Knights coming out this year... And they also have... uh, The Harry Potter game coming out this year... Whether or not they are... Clearing themselves out of the stench of those two games... Or they're clearing out so they were not going to affect the sales of those two games. Uh, I think that's probably what's happening. It's probably got delayed into 2022. for. Uh, oh, it's going to come out later this year. And I think that because maybe all the games that are coming out, plus the two big games are coming, they probably have nothing down the pike. And so maybe releasing this next year probably is going to end up uh, doing better for them, ultimately. Uh, so that's probably what's happening. Yeah, But maybe not. Maybe there's some big kind of, like, development issues going on with Rocksteady. I mean, I, it's it's weird all around. Business-wise, it makes sense. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see here. But One of the things is, like, when developers de- delay a game, they're very passionate about, hey, listen, unfortunately, we need more time to cook this game. We really want to deliver, like, a great experience, and it's not there yet, right? But they haven't done that. So in my head, I'm like, this is a publisher thing. Like, they're kind of like, no, you guys are ready, but we're going to wait because... Next year, next quarter, you're going to make up some money. And they're probably, no, we're ready now or some shit. And so that's probably why nobody's talked about it because th- th- that difference between the developing creative team and the people who push the marketing are probably at odds at right now. And that that's kind of just me, you know, creating my own uh, scenarios in my head. But it could be because usually when it's a developer type of thing, they're out there like apologizing profusely. Uh, but yeah.
0: I mean, I I don't have a lot to say. I just think I think Rocksteady's in a weird spot where they have lost their momentum. Um, I think that they are running the risk of of kind of being um, this game's got to be good uh, at this point. You know, yeah. like you 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 haven't been in you oh, yeah. haven't been around for a while. Um, the last Batman game was at the start of Last Generation. I mean, you've been gone. So, and it
1: wasn't like received and it the wasn't best yeah it
0: wasn't known as the best one of the three by far and and that just says that you've been on kind of a decline so yeah I mean if you got to delay this game to get it right then by all means do it but I'm, I'm a little I'm a little worried about them um, I, I I think they're a pretty good studio I'm a little worried that they were a one-trick pony and that they're having trouble stepping outside of the Batman realm and doing something else like they are uh, but you know I, Could be. we'll see we'll see Um Got to yep. move on. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into some Nintendo news. Um, this, uh, our, our, Where's the Xbox? Where's
1: the Xbox? We, got, we ain't
0: got nothing for Xbox. Uh, actually, <laughs> it's kind of a good thing. We need a break from them anyway. Um, the Switch yeah. is now Nintendo's best-selling so. best. console of all time, Pablo, as it's now sold uh, over $103 oh. million. Through last year, the record beats the Nintendo Wii's 101.6 million units sold, which was once thought to be insurmountable. So, let's give them some flowers, Pablo, and also, um, let's let's briefly talk about what this indicates for Nintendo's strategy, um, about the uh, the old Switch Pro.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I don't think that's coming out. Why would they? I mean, they're like the what, like you said, the best selling Nintendo console. That's not handheld, because that's DS, but they're right behind PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 2 as uh, at number 3 for home consoles. Uh, you think they'll catch up to PlayStation 4, $117 million? Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And
1: that's going to be crazy, because they're going to do it in half the time. Almost. I didn't think uh, so
0: until uh, What's-His-Face said that they're halfway through the Switch's life cycle. And I'm like, oh, it's done. It's yeah. done.
1: But... And in the last nine months, you got the standard version of the Switch selling 11 million, OLED selling 3.9, and the Light selling 3.9. This shit is a machine that won't stop. Um, yeah, I, I think that these numbers are in indicative of just Nintendo just being Nintendo. I think that they learned a lesson with Wii that it's not about power, it's about a gimmick or something that really works and developing your games around that. And they've done that. In, in, in spades. And I think they're doing great. I think this year they have a lot of dope ass fucking games coming out this year. Splatoon 3, the Kirby game, possibly Breath of the Wild 2. Like, uh, they're, they're really in Metroid. They're really out there, uh, uh, giving the best that they possibly can with with this and i and I, yeah. and I think we're critics of of the switch in terms of like the technology behind it but if they look we're playing we're, we're playing uh pokemon legends arceus and we're having a great fucking time it, it, it's just one of those things if you make a good game and gameplay is king, it is what it is you know
0: the it, nintendo it, magic point, bro I, the nintendo magic nintendo
1: magic and the and and they're really showing it this year, man. It's like it's like twenty seventeen was incredible, magical year, and then they started kind of every year getting a little bit worse. And then they're back, and it's so good, man. I love it. I, I think that this is I think this is great uh, for gaming. Period, and it's 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 wonderful. I can't wait for more Nintendo stuff, and I don't think we're gonna get the Pro. Maybe we'll get like. Something, a 4K, I don't know. I don't, I don't, think, so. Th- I don't think so. So now. I guess I gotta get the OLED. Nope. I guess I gotta get the OLED. Yeah, you,
0: you texted me talking about you were, the Nintendo Magic had you thinking about an OLED. I didn't dignify that with a response. i let you have that one. You know the answer to that. I'm not gonna, I, I, don't, it, I don't, when Marco doesn't respond to that, he's either like, I don't respond to like 70% it, of his
1: texts because it's yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's not having it or two, he's probably playing right now, saw it, he's probably playing on his OLED right now. It's like, <laughs> I say <saying> shit. Nah. <laughs>
0: Uh, no man congratulations to Nintendo for this this is an amazing achievement and like I said earlier I think it's only going uh, further up and knocking on Sony's door uh, in terms of the record Um, yeah no Switch Pro I don't think it's going to happen now I don't think they need it I mean yeah it's going to it's going to come with challenges for sure Um, and and I'm not going to sit here and and undo what we said in in episodes past where we said you know hey the the toughest part about playing great Switch games is going to be the hardware limitations that's still going to be a problem but overall it's still uh, a hell of an accomplishment and that kind of segues into our next uh, uh news item speaking of 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 sales uh, pokemon legends arceus uh we just talked about is is killing it right now uh has already sold close to 6.5 million units worldwide making it the second best selling switch title uh in its first week of all time right behind animal crossing new horizon um pablo what is this telling you about the quality of the game and the power of pokemon
1: yeah, I see a lot of takes saying that Pokemon will sell no matter what. But I don't think that's true. I think, yeah, for sure, that's part of it. But I think Legends is special. I think Legends is a very special game. And the fact that it is a Pokemon game, it's going to sell. And it's going to sell a lot of copies. Uh, but I, 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 It's funny because you got Pokemon fans who love to shit on the thing that they love. It's, it's just so weird. And even then, they're finding like difficulty to inject their brand of narcissism into critiquing the game itself. Because it's so... It's just so plainly fun, and it's such it's such a good time. Um, uh, it's funny because Animal Crossing came out when everybody was home, and that's not the case anymore. So, you know, I, I wonder what Animal Crossing would have sold if, if everybody was working. I, you know, I, just kind of my thought behind it. I think maybe we could have been we could be looking at the best selling game in normal uh, conditions. But um, questions for you: Is Legends here to stay? You think? That, that kind oh, of,
0: yeah uh, oh it's here it's here it's, it, it's uh, staying it has to not 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 you, after this do you
1: think it'll do you think it'll eventually take over the main line oh or it's will, legends will it still all be the like, way now
0: I think they'll still do remakes know, and stuff but I think their main line will be Pokemon legends colon something or other
1: well yeah we'll see because I, I know there's rumors out right now that there's another there's a new Pokemon game coming out that's the new generation of Pokemon that is uh, in the in the vein of Sword and Shield, which I, I find it so weird that that. They would go back to Who's that. Trying but to play if they that? do, I,
0: I don't. I don't want that.
1: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because uh, I, I, the thing I'm, I talked about, Capcom uh, with uh, Resident Evil and Resident Evil mainline games and remakes. Like if they can do both of those things, I would gladly skip a, the Sword and Shield type of game and wait for the next Legends, as just as long as they keep Legends coming. So I'm all right with that, as long as they keep it coming. Hopefully, we see some DL- DLC down the line. I think that that game opens itself up to great DLC, and we're probably gonna end up seeing. Just this game be maybe one of the best selling Pokemon. Actually, I would go out to say one of the best selling Pokemon games of all time. You know,
0: well, you've got a uh, hundred and three so. million users of the Nintendo Switch. It stands yeah. the reason. It's probably yeah. going to be. It's going to be the Mario Kart eight of Pokemon uh, easily, in my opinion. It has to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah.
0: So. um yeah, I mean, I think, you know, real quick, I think this is awesome for Pokemon. I think that this is a is a telltale sign that they're on to something here. I'm still worried that they're going to take this success the wrong way and then just copy and paste this formula almost to the T. Um, Can't do that. But uh, I, I am happy that Pokemon has reached... This milestone, and I think it's going nowhere but up by the end of the year, for sure. I think they'll definitely, it'll it'll be at around 10 11 million, I think, by the end of this year, if I had to wager. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, awesome. I'm still playing the hell out of it. I'm almost done with it right now, and it deserves it. A lot of end game stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Nintendo on both fronts. Um, last item on our hit points uh, is Rockstar Games has finally confirmed, Pablo, that Grand Theft Auto 6 is in development and has been uh, well underway for quite some time. They went on to state, quote, with every new project we embark on, our goal is to always significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, which I thought was a very interesting quote to kind of get the the ideas and juices flowing about what our early hopes are for this game and and maybe what some of our biggest concerns are for this game. So where are you at with this?
1: I remember I saw that comment and then I remember a couple of months ago one of the reasons Dan Hauser left from the company was because of creative differences. So I wonder what exactly they're doing that's so different that the basically the guy who kind of shepherd uh, uh uh Grand Theft Auto into you know with three and into the new open world basically making open world genre like what it is today what he thought was enough for him to leave because of creative differences.
0: That shit's you know me wild why to me. Why? Because it's probably gonna be GTA online too.
1: <laughs> Oof. I hope that's not the case. We, here, there is a there is a insider who actually leaked the uh, Quantic Dream Star Wars game before it got uh, shown. He says that he knows that the rumors of the development is that it is chaotic. It surfaced last year uh, that um, it is currently chaos in the studios. A lot of different people pulling different ways, and he specifically said if Grand Theft Auto Six is announced in 2022. For everybody to see it and they show, like stuff that's coming out soon, that it's going to be a problem. He said that that they're pushing that game to come out, and that it currently, right now, is in a state that is nobody's happy with, but everybody wants to pull different ways from it. So I'm 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 all the way concerned for this because just the way they don't ever talk about games, they don't tweet about Grand Theft Auto Six. It's like, all right, tomorrow we're going to release a trailer, like they did with Grand Theft Auto Five, and here it is, and it comes out next year. The end. Like, they don't need the shit. And they have a... a um, They have the tweet that came out, and then rumors about that is that the reason they did that is to uh, show the investors that everything is okay, that they announced to the public, they have a call on Monday, an investor call on Monday, they did this on Friday, to kind of quail those concerns that those investors may have, because of the chaotic development, and so, that they're doing that, so, hey look, everybody knows they're working on it, officially, everything is good, we're on, on path to release, so, I'm concerned about it, but I would not be surprised, if this game comes out in its fucking flames, I mean, you know, it's fucking Grand Theft Auto, but, for me, there's a little bit of concern, because they're doing things a little bit differently from before, even with, going as far back as um as a, um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, we're the same thing. Oh, by the way, here's Red Dead Redemption Two. Here's a trailer coming out next year. Like, it, 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 they really don't do a lot of like shit like this with the tweet and like, hey, just to let you know, we're developed. Of course, we fucking know you're developing Grand Theft Auto Six. Why'd you do that? So, I'm a little concerned. What are your hopes, though? Oh, my hopes are are, are are that they have a really good mix of Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 in terms of the expansiveness of 5, but a uh, really good focus on a serious-ish story that really carries the, the game uh, across, and it's not just based on the, the sandbox, which I love, but it's not just that, and not huge set pieces like Grand Theft Auto 5 was just constantly that over and over. I, I want a really good relatable character, something ingrained in some kind of reality, but Give me the sandbox shit. We're you know so I I, I kind of want a good mix of those two things. I don't want it to be stripped like Grand Theft Auto Four, though. I love Grand Theft Auto Four, but I also don't want it to be the wackiness that Five got started getting into for me. Got gotcha. you,
0: yeah. For me, um, I, I kind of half joked about it a minute ago, but. My biggest concern is this is going to be glorified GTA Online 2 and that the single player is just going to be nothing more than a glorified appetizer to kind of whisk you into the online um, portion of the game and that more than anything, that this is going to be another 10 to 12 years of GTA 6 without getting another sequel for ever and a day. Because uh, I'm sorry, guys. If you love GTA Online, that's cute for you, but that is boo! Juice, baby. It just is. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like it's like what Twitter, if if Twitter turned into a video game, it would be GTA Online. It is absolutely brutal. The, 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 it's trolling. It's you can't do anything in that game without just some like whack thing happening to you. Uh, it, it's clunky. Yeah, but it's conceptually it cool, was supposed to be the people have yeah, supposed to be so yeah, cool, but fun, it you know. just turned into the worst of gaming community. Like just conglomerating in one toxic cesspool of a spot. It's so bad. I don't really want there to be a lot of heavy integration between the single player and the multi uh, online game. I don't want that at all, but it's going to happen. And that's what just kind of bums me out of, you know, from the outset. Um, I do really, really hope that they have a a robust um, single-player story. I don't need the juggling three characters thing again. I really don't. Give me one great main character. The rumor was it was going to be a female lead um, in in Vice City. Um, which I think would be great. Uh, it was supposed to be very Narcos inspired as well, which I think is 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 cool. To sounds very GTA uh, personally, but I'm cool with that. I again, it's just the online thing that's kind of the looming cloud, um, and it's a new opportunity for them to capitalize on a lot of the new monetization scumminess so is nft is going to be a part of this like what what are we looking at here a lot to be concerned about more than to be excited about especially if the development to your point is in bad shape then that's just that's that's a bad look because when you look at what red dead online is going through right now which is it's a it's it's basically it's it's been abandoned essentially with almost nothing
1: and you wonder like things like that where it's like this is supposed to be the next big online thing, and they've abandoned it. Like, there's got to be something happening in that
0: studio. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would imagine something's up. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully they can work through their chaos, take their time with this game. Just please don't, don't make it so online centric that it just turns into a glorified life service game exclusively. But I, I wonder
1: what changed because a lot of the uh, industry insiders were saying 2025. And then it's 2022 and they're talking about the game. So it's like, what's going on? Like, what is, what exactly is, is this, is it coming out soon? Is it coming out in 2025? You know
0: what I think, I I think it's just to, I think it's a little bit of damage control because of the GTA trilogy. I think they want to kind of get people excited about the future of GTA instead of being angry about what they did with the old games last year
1: yeah so, so do you think there's an official announcement this year like a trailer or
0: something I think there's gonna be a teaser by the end of the year even if it's just like some some very plain Horts. shots of whatever city it's in and the logo I, I would not be surprised if by the end of the year we got a but logo
1: man, that would be so early if the original rumors that it's coming out in 2024 or 2025 it's like a year and a half two years before the game comes out
0: but it's a this is a different rock star now this is a different rock star so we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on it but uh yeah that's gonna do it um that's gonna wrap up our uh hit points and wrap up our show this week like we said uh no checkpoint chat we had too many news stories to get through uh and get you all caught up on with our takes but we will uh more than likely be back to our normal format uh next week so that is going to wrap up this week's show. Until next time, uh, please be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this. Trust us, that goes a long way, as does leaving reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you have uh, happen to have a little bit of time to do so. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at cool Down time Podcast and Twitter at cool Down Time Pod. So that will always be in your FOV. You're welcome. On behalf of Pablo, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.